Welcome, family, to today's Cypher. This is the Aligned Learning Club, where we will be breaking down and discussing life sciences and how you can apply these sciences and the knowledge and, and the facts and the information that you will be given, and you can apply it to your life. Now, I like to formulate these discussions not as a lecture, per se, but more as a conversation. I, my goal here is not to tell you what to think or how to think, but to challenge the way that you are thinking. Education is not dumping things into a head, but rather showing you how you can unfold the beauty and the complexity of your own brain so that you can apply that, that systematic structure, that systematic nature to your own reality because we are we make our own, you know, we are co-creating the one that we share, the reality that we share in the world that we live in. So it's very important to understand that the mind, the mind is the singular most important thing when it comes to creating reality. Now, I am not a Muslim. Well, technically I am, but I, I'm not a religious person, but I do want to express some sentiments um, about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Master Farad Muhammad and how we can prove that all is mind. And it's very simple. In the beginning, there was nothing. So Allah, the singularity, where everything comes from, it created everything from nothingness. We pause and think and marinate on that thought for just a moment. It created from nothing. Until the world that we have today. And so when we realize this. And we understand this. And we realize that we've also been imbued with the same power. Allah rests within us. It allows us. The opportunity to begin creating from the mind. Because all is mind. And we can do the exact same things. That Allah did by creating with focus, will, in the power of the mind, because the mind creates or it's a receiver for thoughts, and thoughts are energy, and energy is information, and information is what builds. So I want us to just have that as the background, as the basis before we start, but we are going to begin this with a quick meditation. So wherever you're at, you want to get comfortable, get Get to a place where you can be with self for just a moment or three. Let go of your worries. Let everything go. And we're going to take a deep inhale in through the nose. And we're going to exhale through the mouth. And I'm going to guide us through these breathings. And the goal here, if you, if you have to breathe before, exhale before, that's fine. But I don't want you to rush your breath. I want you to get into the habit of controlling your breath and letting it go as slow and as controlled as possible. So we might take a deep inhale like so. And I don't want you to go unless I'm telling you that. I want you to do something more along the lines of inhaling, exhale. I want us to get in the habit of controlling the breath because when we control the breath, we are controlling our awareness. 
Okay. Mm. So, we're going to begin in just one moment. All right, so we're going to slow the breath down. We're going to control it. So on the count of three, we're on the count of three. Yeah, on the count of three, we're going to go ahead and take a deep inhale through the nose. Three, two, one. Inhale. I want you to hold it at the top. Keep holding it. Allow the shoulders to relax. And we're going to exhale softly and slowly. Belly button to the spine. Inhaling. Holding at the top for a moment or two. Then exhaling slowly. Taking these big circular breaths, continue at your own pace for a few moments. Go ahead and get one more breath in. And once you just sit in the presence right now, the connection you just created with the body, feel yourself. You might feel the tinglies. You might feel your subtle body. You might feel nothing. Don't look for anything. We're just observing. Just staying aware. And this is the point. We wish to maintain as often as we can throughout our lives. Staying aware of what we feel and what we sense. Noticing what it is that is around us. Really feeling into the moment. And recognizing that this essence 
that is us, that is ever pervading, when we remember, is there for us to tap into. How deep can you feel? Truly. Can you feel the individual atoms? Can you feel the waves? Can you feel the stillness? Marinate on these for just a moment longer. Do you feel the blockages in the organs in your body? Okay, family. You can wiggle your toes and your fingers. And we're going to return to this present moment. You're in the now. And let's go ahead and build family. So today's conversation, as as mentioned, is destination and mathematics, destiny and mathematics. And when we think about destiny, the root is destined. Right, So you could say it's meant to be or a destination where you will end up at. There is a notion that is circulating that um, your destiny is set. Now, I am not a believer in that. I don't believe that your destiny is set to a degree. Believe that you control your destiny. In a, in, a, in a different kind of way. Because each of your decisions influence what you will experience next in this life. We have to go to that root, that understanding. Each of your decisions affect what will happen in this life. Now, oftentimes we are repeating the same decisions, and so therefore we have this idea that our destiny is fixed. Not only do we repeat the same decisions, but we repeat the mode of thinking that led to those decisions. We have to think about that, family. It's not only the decisions that you make, but the mode of thinking, the rationale behind your thinking that lead to the same decisions. And so when we think and talk and act about altering our destiny and becoming the best versions of ourselves, we have to realize that that entails not just making different decisions, because you can make different decisions and be the same person, but changing the way that you think, because that is more indicative of the person that you are. How you think. How. And now, we have to begin to really question how you think. Because we know scientifically from the ages of zero to seven, 
Sometimes I think some there's certain discussions from zero to 12, but zero to seven for sure that the brain is a sponge. So all the brain is doing is pulling in information. And we have to realize that it's not just pulling in information, but it's pulling in patterns. It is pulling in patterns. That's why some people say you walk like your dad. You act like your dad. You act like your mom. You walk like your mom. You do things like your parents. And the question is, you know, why, how, like, how, how did we get to that point? And some people say, well, you know, it's in your genes. But if even if we look at that level, we have to realize that genes have an expression. An expression. And there's two types of genes within the gene. Well, within the genome, I suppose. And this is just what I've studied so far. I'm not an expert at these things. But there's a dominant gene. There's a dominant trait and a recessive trait. And so if we're going to say everything goes down to your genes, your DNA. Well, how do you know which, which trait is expressed? Right? And it's based on decisions. Literally. Literally, it goes down to decisions. And sometimes the traits that are expressed are not even your decision. Because genes can be turned on and off based off the diet that you eat, and they can be modified based off the environment that you're in. And environments are not just physical, but they're also mental. So we have to recognize that to a degree, you as a as a person, as a being, as a character, was not a creation of your own. But rather, you begin to modify the attributes that you will express. That is until you awaken to the truth. And that is life is mathematical. Life is a series of equations. Remember what I said earlier. Equations are laws because these are what keeps things in balance. So they typically will have something along the lines of what's called a variable. A variable is, is a particular sphere of actions or things of that nature that can be supplemented. Right? So if somebody is to hit you, your response is a variable. And depending on what variable is selected by you, it goes into an equation of life and it will produce a certain outcome or an experience. Another equation and you are faced with yet another decision, which will re again result in yet another outcome, which will be another equation. And this goes on into perpetuity. But if you don't take the time to build up your discernment, your will, your power to decide, and if you don't wake up to the fact that most of your life you have actually not decided anything, you've only regurgitated what you were taught or told, if you don't wake up to these facts, your destiny is preset, but not by you, by somebody else. Because even the things that you desire, the things that you like, the things that you find pleasurable have been conditioned into you. You didn't choose them. 
you were exposed early to these things. And it was conditioned into you that this is acceptable or this is good. Family, I'm going to ask a very direct question. Does it make sense that we shit in water? No, because we (laughs) exactly. We just this is like it's for us to think about. Is it normal? Is it is it a regular thing for us to shit in water? Is that something that we think is natural? It's not. That's a rhetorical question, y'all. By the way. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I was actually thinking hard about it. It's not. The only reason you think it is a normal thing is because it was expressed to you early and you see it. And so we go to a third world country and they don't shit in water. We think they're underdeveloped. Are they really underdeveloped because they don't shit in water? They don't shit in a source of life? We have to really rethink where we are, family. Because a lot of us don't know where we are. I don't mean geographically. I mention this again and again. It's not a geographic location. It is a mental state that we're in. And we don't even understand the mental state that we're in. We do things that are life-taking. We barter with life and death. We barter with it. We negotiate our own well-being because other people do it. We're not aware of the influence that others have had on our own life or even our own voice. We think the voice that talks to us inside our head is our own, and most of the time it's not. It is our tone, perhaps, but it's not our voice because those are not our thoughts. Because you didn't think those things. And they didn't come from the Earth's resonance, which is where thoughts come from. It came from an illusion, which is somebody else's belief because a belief is not a fact. And we hold, we hold strong to these illusions which create constructs. We're housing ourselves in these constructs. And I have to ask you this question. If I give you three options, do you really have free will? It's a rhetorical question for you to think about. If I give you three options, do you really have free will? And it's important to think about that. Because again, we're talking about mathematics and your destiny and how they correlate. So it's similar to me giving you a complex math equation, math problem, and only give you a few equations. I tell you to figure it out. You will most likely only get so far. You will only get so far and you will think that is the, the pinnacle. You'll think that, you know, maybe this is just an impossible equation to solve. It's an impossible problem. Isn't an impossible problem or is the way that we're looking at the problem, the way that we're looking at the scenario fixed and we have to become open. 
We have to sit and think about these things, family. I'm going to pause here for a second. I'm going to let us all process and get, get a drink of water. I want you to just process what, what we just went over. If you have any questions, you can ask your questions now. What do you think a good way of um, working to identify what thoughts are yours and what thoughts aren't and how do you, what are things that have worked for you to, I don't know if this is the right word, but to mitigate like the, the chatter in your mind that you know may not be your thoughts. And because I know I remember Meditation. before. Okay. Meditation. And do, do you say meditation because it it shines like a light on like how the mind is running and you can kind of observe that and meditate questions there? You're falling you're putting yourself in the same trap I just I just expressed to you. Which is what you have to think for yourself. Ty, I couldn't hear you. Give me a second. You have to think for yourself. Challenge everything. Even what I'm telling you. Don't believe it. I don't want you to believe it. I want you to know what I'm telling you is true because you've seen for yourself. Meditation is powerful because it allows you to see your thoughts or see the thoughts that are in your mind and you become objective and you choose what you wish to stay there what you choose to keep there you learn you educate yourself this is key you educate yourself first and foremost and then you confer with others notice that you educate yourself and then you confer with others. You learn from greats. You learn from masters. And then you confer with them. You confer with your peers. This is education. It is not meant to. Shout out to my mentor, Dr. Powatoon, for the book recommendation. Knowledge is not meant to be shared. It is meant to be evolved. Evolution is a state of, of, of growing into something more. But I cannot be more if I don't know what I am. I cannot be more if I don't know what I am. How would you be able to differentiate your thoughts and others' thoughts if you don't know who you are? And how do you know who you are? You must study yourself. You must really and deeply and truly study yourself. Question your own motives. Humble yourself. I used to not like that word, but humble yourself. Break yourself down so that you can get to the root of who you are. The lowest common denominator of you. What is that? And when you realize that, these will make more sense. Everything I'm telling you will make more sense. And it might not make any sense right now, but it will make sense if you journey within to you.
decision comes from the root word desider. I think it's Latin. means to cut off. So every time you're faced with a decision, an opportunity, you're cutting off something. What is this something? It is the different outcomes of life. Choosing to study, choosing not to study, eating good food, not eating good food, waking up on time, waking up five minutes late, saying yes, saying no, forgiving yourself, not forgiving yourself, meditating, being consistent, being disciplined, staying aware. Each decision that you make cuts off something. And we're in a society, family, I'm going to go on a rant, a rant, but this is important, family, each this society has taught you to give away your responsibility. It has taught you to give away accountability for your life. And so we want to blame others for the lack of satisfaction that we have in life. And we've gone to others for our definition of what satisfaction is in life. And so we are constantly on the search for things outside of ourselves to validate Feelings that we think are okay that we've gotten from outside of ourselves. And so instead of being an active conduit, we become a passive conduit for somebody else's thoughts and beliefs. And we've been complacent and we've been okay with being somebody else's tool. We have to think about this, family. We have to take our life into our hands. You observe people. You see the success and you see what they've done. And we research it. Again, search. Research. Revalidate. Go through the experiments. I've gone through my fair share of things with life. I had to read books. And I had to hear the theory. But theory is nothing without application. Application is nothing without theory. We have to have a framework and then we have to have actuality to create an actual model. You have to begin to take your life into your hands. And and one of the big things that I want to talk about, again, is this idea of failure. This idea of perfection. That is something that's been supplanted in your head. Perfectionism. What is perfection? There is no perfection because the world evolves. Evolution means there's always growth. If there's always growth, there is no perfection. Because perfection is an end point. And so we've been put in our minds that we have to be perfect. That has to be an end point to something. There's no end point to our evolution. We're here to grow. To evolve the knowledge. That is what evolution is about. Growing. We have to realize this family. Because it allows you to take. It allows you to give yourself grace. It allows you to give other people grace. And it allows you more importantly. To embrace your responsibility. Of taking care of yourself. Because a lot of times. We will shy away from certain responsibilities. Because we don't want to quote unquote fail. But look, family, you can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to struggle. You can't be afraid to shit go broke. 
You can't be afraid of these things because that's where you learn. You learn in the trenches. You learn in the gutter. You learn You learn in the heights, too. You learn at all times. But we can't be afraid and we can't have it in our mind that we are limited to learning and, and, and seeing good as only one particular place in our lives. See, more often than not, the worst, the worst times in your life were the best parts of your life because that's where you learn certain lessons, where you learn critical things about yourself, about what you have done thus far, about what you wish to do and be. And it may be very hard if you're in those moments. But if you choose to get through them, if you can grow through them, if you can find that support to make your way through, and not everybody is blessed with support. I get that. But if you're one of the lucky few who are, and you can make it through, and if you're one of the few people that don't have support and make it through, you will find so much strength there. And the real thing, the real strength, it's not muscles, that's power to a degree, but the real strength is the resolve that you have in the mind, which is commitment to your decisions, which is will. Because you need commitment to your decisions, which is will, because of cognitive dissonance. We have to think that we have to recognize that knowledge and information is a paradigm. It's a paradigm. And each time you gather more information and more knowledge, you shift paradigms, right? You move paradigms. But what is this space in between a paradigm, right? That's cognitive dissonance. In order to move from here to here, I have to have will. I have to have a strong resolve so that I can move from here to here. I can let go of this and know that I'm not going to die or dissolve into nothingness. That's typically what's happening with a cognitive dissonant mind. No, no, no. I can't be wrong. Why? Why? Why can't you be wrong? Because somehow we've attached our identity and our livelihood to our idea of correctness. And if you can let go of that and shift from one th way of thinking to a new way of thinking, you will thrive. But it's choosing to focus the mind and realizing that the mind is not meant to be contained. The mind is meant to stay open. This is how we develop our own destiny. We're creating our own destiny, literally by the decisions that you make, the choices that you to take. They change where you're headed. They change the outcome. Just like 5x equals y, y is the outcome. If I make x 10 or if I make, if I make x 2, y will be different. We have to take Life in our hands. Ta, did you have a question or a comment? No, I'm just listening while I'm cooking. Okay. So family, this is destiny in mathematics. Mathematics, again, these are a series of equations. Life, to a degree, can be very linear. be very linear because things add up 
And when you recognize this, you can see how it becomes nonlinear or exponential because you can compile your decisions to such a degree that your life alters drastically, like the drug addict who stops doing drugs. That simple decision creates an exponential change in their life events. Their destiny is totally different from if they do drugs and they decide one day to stop. And they could change again if they decide to do it again and get back on that loop, that pattern, that habit. So the question, the rhetorical question for you all is, who is the creator of your life's destiny? It is you, beloved. It is you. It's your decisions. And this is the power of really deep, deep unlearning. You don't have to do certain things. This world has you believe that you have to do things in a certain way. And if you don't have this, this, and that, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You failed. Satisfaction is an internal pursuit of what is most satisfying to your soul. That is satisfaction. What is most satisfying to your soul? That's something that you decide. And it cannot be based upon how others will view you or how others will accept you unless that's what you want. And when you really dive into it, would it really matter? Would it really matter if it, if it was your soul's desire, if people accepted you or not for the decisions that you make? If it's what you want. These are things that you have to question within yourself. You have to challenge yourself. You, it's a reason why they have this, the old sayings about, you know, the devil on one side and the angel on the other side. Or like the Indian saying, where there's two wolves inside of you and whichever one survives is based on the one that you feed. There is a dual nature inside of you. One that is the flesh, which is very impulsive, very self-gratifying. And then there's the other part of you that is very soul gratifying. The soul strives for something very specific. And this is uniform. And that thing. Let's see if anybody knows what that one thing that the soul is always striving for. Truth. Correct. The one thing the soul is always striving for truth and to live in harmony in conjunction with that. Family, do we realize how powerful that is? That is why education is so important. Because without truth, without truth, you will be unfulfilled. You will walk around with a void in your mind, in your heart, in your chest, in your life. Because you need truth. You need truth. And when you... Go ahead, Mark. 
I would I would actually say that you said what does the soul strive for? Yes. I wouldn't think that the soul strives for anything really. Really, when it's us as people that strive for uh, what we choose to, whether it be truth, whether it be uh, relationships or uh, success, but really a soul that's born from the universe that, or not, not not born, but that's been always existing, doesn't need to strive for anything. Let me ask you then, why are you separating yourself from soul? When a person separates themselves from soul is because they don't listen to their soul and instead they follow whatever uh, whatever they think they need, whether it be who uh, are you money, without who are you without soul? A physical body. Is the physical body anything then? Because you're saying that the soul doesn't strive for anything. We strive for something, but who is we? That would be the we, as in we would be the soul. But I mean, you would also say that when we incarnate on Earth. We're put into vessels, right, that aren't necessarily from, uh, this is a different topic that I've been, I've been, it's not related to this. You have to realize our, you, you are the soul and you are remembering that which you've always known. You're going back to truth. Okay. You're going back to it. You're trying to separate the physical from, from the spiritual or the soul, but they use each other. They're symbiotic. They're symbiosis. Okay. And when you recognize that, your consciousness, I'm speaking of the soul, I'm speaking of your consciousness, it's seeking truth. It's seeking to know more. It's seeking to expand more. What can it create? What is true? Because truth is creation. Not, I'm not talking about form. Truth is creation. That's what we're seeking to go towards at all times. Because that is the light. That's the path. That's the roadmap. Truth. Literally truth. Why aren't you where you want to be? You're lacking something. What is that thing that you're lacking? It's truth. A fact about something. It's a truth. And then we asked a question. What why do you want to go that way? Because you're seeking the truth. I see so, what you're saying now. Yeah. But sometimes though, right? Like you say that, like, are you where you want to be in life? If not, you're seeking this because you don't want to, but I feel like some people will feel like they're missing something in their life because, like, they you're, have a We can't even have this conversation because you started with "I feel like." What do you think? Okay. What do you know? So, from what I've what I've observed through my experiences, I've noted, I've seen that people will pursue things um, and say that they're not where they want to be in life because they're lacking in a relationship or they don't have enough money. Um, but relationships and more money, that's not those aren't truths. Those are those are state. Those are those are manifestations things. of a lack of truth. Those are expressions of a lack of truth. 
You've ever seen right. So some people, some people aren't always seeking truth. Is what they I'm are. Trying to like. They are seeking truth. They don't recognize it. Those okay. things, truth manifest as reality. Well, not want to say as real, as creation. That's truth. Can I? Sure, Tom. So I agree that they're seeking truth. Why? Because everybody wants something that they can believe in, that they can find peace and feel at home, no matter what's going on. People are seeking concreteness. That's truth, family. It's truth. They seek a. Why are you seeking a relationship? Because I, I want to. Most of the time, they're they want to fill a void. Why do you want all this money? Because I want these experiences. Why do you want the experiences? Because I want to see all that I can be. Okay, you want to experience the truth. It's all, all there is when it boils down to is truth, and it just has different manifestations, different expressions. The complexity is what makes people so confounded. The complexity is what causes people to not take control of their own destiny. Because they don't want to keep it simple. They want to complicate their lives. And then they say life is hard. And it's not. It's quite simple. Because it's math. It's an equation. Business. Business is numbers. You can make it service-based too. But that's an equation too. What's most valuable to this person? Do you have that? Can you present that? And can you show that? It's an equation, family. It's very linear. We make it complicated. We put these desired outcomes, and we don't even know why we want the outcomes half the time. When you know why you want things, that's power. That's when you uh, that's when you really begin to control your destiny. When you know why, why, why you want something, that's when you start sitting within your divinity. Because you'll make decisions. Rationally, you'll start seeing the equations of life. You'll start moving in the fashion that you want to move in. It won't be based off any crap. It won't be based off of, I feel this way. No. As we go off our feelings... And our society has taught us to do this. We go off our feelings. You're not going to be consistent. That's not balance. Consistency is a, is a, is a side effect of balance. Or, or rather say it's an outcome of balance. Consistency. I can sit here. I can do this. I can walk the middle path. And that middle path is oftentimes the truth. 
Because the truth is what will what set you free. The truth is why you keep moving forward in life, family. I'm gonna put it. I, I I try to do this in a variety of different ways, but who has declared why they want to do something and then they stop midway through? Anybody else did that? Unless y'all perfect. <laughs> why did y'all stop midway through? Because you weren't truthful with yourself about why you were doing it. That's it. What do you mean by truthful about, like, I didn't I just get clear enough? You weren't truthful with yourself with why you were doing it. Okay, okay. Just think about that. Think. We have to think more. We weren't truthful with ourselves. And it showed. It showed. Because everything done in the dark comes to light. Time reveals all. You serious about something, it's going to stand the test of time. Keyword test. Time is a test. It could be a test or a testament. Do you see, family? It's a test or a testament. Time is a test or a testament. It's either going to punish you because you were not truthful or it will show you how honest you were. It will last. Your dedication to self shows. Your level of commitment to self shows. You cannot lie to yourself in reality because it always shows. Because illusions are just that. They are illusions. They are there for a moment and then they leave. Why do you think so many people have these desires and at the end of their life, they don't get to them because those desires were an illusion. What they what they said they wanted was actually an illusion. Because they didn't like move they towards act, They didn't actually want it? They didn't. Because if you really wanted it, you would. You, there, there would be a series of steps. Desire influences action. Again, I go back to the hunger thing, man. Like, people who are destitute and poor, if like they're really hungry, they're going to do what they need to do to get food. They're going to kill, steal, or whatever they have to do. Their desire is there, and their actions follow suit. This may be an extreme action, like an extreme thing, but like this, this is what it is. Their truth is absolute. I need food. I'm hungry. I'm going to do the action now. They've chosen to take their life in their hands. Whatever way possible, whatever means possible. They realize if I don't do this, and this will happen. Now, I'm only, I'm, we're really kind of straying off right now, but I'm bring it all back. Decisions, family. I didn't even get to the, the, the destiny equation. Kind of did, but I didn't really go into it. This is very simply the destiny equation. I wrote it down earlier. Dest decisions times time equals decision. I mean, equals destiny. 
Decisions times time equals destiny. Time, I stopped there. Destiny is the sum total of your decisions played out in the current state of experience. I'm going to say that one more time. Destiny is the sum total of your decisions played out in the current state of experience. Destiny is not anything later on. Destiny is right now. Because where are you at? Destination, destiny, you're right now. So your destiny is the sum total of your decisions played out in the current state of experience. Destiny is altered with each new decision. And it's always open to altering because each moment offers new decisions. Remember, destiny is now because that's your destination. Where are you now? You have a personal destiny that is divine and another that is a construct. Your choices always dictate which paradigm you exist in. My eyes are getting bad, family. And also, the time in which it occurs, yes. So your choices always dictate which paradigm you've, you exist in and also the time in which it occurs. So family, you could be the strongest man in the world, potentially. But if you never work on it, you'll never get there. But when you start working on it, you get on that path to get there. How consistent you are will determine when that destiny is realized or recognized. But anything is within your destiny to a degree. It's just a matter of the decisions that you make. Now, I say to a degree because not all of, you're not going to be presented with every decision in the world. I hope we can recognize that. So you could do anything. You can't do everything. And sometimes you can't even do every, anything. You have to realize there are some, certain limits. There are certain limits to the experience that we're having right now. In this mindset. So everything is happening at once, and thus is both, and this is both your freedom and your enslavement until you master the power of decision. One more time for that last part, because this, this is important. Everything is happening at once, and this is both your freedom and enslavement until you master the power of decision. You got questions, comments, concerns, or statements? I'll say, I'll say to that. Mm -hmm. What was that? Was she, is she going to talk? No, she said Ashe. Oh, so that means no? Ashe is, is like a, it's like saying, so shall it be done. Is that like A S E? Yes. Okay. But I have a question. So, what it? What is it that you mean by it's all happening at once, and that that's my freedom and enslavement? Think about it. Oh, we. <laughs> that's why I said I say. Would you like me to help you? No. Would you like? Think, no. No. Think about it. 
I mean, I would like her to, but think about it. You're doing exactly what this whole thing was not about. Was to get you away from. Think. Use your brain. Unravel that. Ponder on it. Sit with it. Those deeper questions, don't seek somebody to tell you. I, I say things in a way so that they're so that you have to think. They say if you don't think, then what are you really learning? If you don't think, you're not alive. <laughs> you're a zombie. Mark, you got anything? Uh, no. You missed the first part of the whole conversation, so I don't know. If, yeah. Uh, yeah, this will be. This will be. This is gonna be going on my YouTube. Um, this is. This is gonna be for people to chime in on. If they would like to engage in these kind of discussions, these kind of conversations, you can go to books dot ialg dot com. You can hit the link below wherever this is at, and and register and join. And you can be part of these conversations. You can be a part of these very important ciphers for your life. And although you may not see the the fruits from the seeds that have been planted in your mind, they will come because the fruits are the last thing to produce on the tree. So again, if you'd like to be a part of these kind of conversations, go to books.ialg.com. We'll be go over we'll be going over a variety of different life science topics. Um, some of them will be spiritual related, some of them will be metaphysical, some of them will be financial, some of them will be entrepreneurship related. Sometimes they will just be conversations, talks about everyday things in life. But as we will recognize as you journey with us, everything is holistic and therefore everything is always connected. Everything is always related to one another. So although we may be breaking things off into topics, it always comes back to the whole. It has to. So family, again, push the button below. Sign up, register, join us every Wednesday. You get a whole bunch of free goodies. Even the people in the class right now don't really know what they're about to get. I'm actually going to unveil a surprise tonight for their participation. Family, I'll see you here on Wednesday. Thank you.